Honestly, I think a lot of the um, success I've had with painted furniture is due to color choice. So with the milk paint, you know, I was excited to come up with my own colors and um, I named them after different places around Manchester-by-the-Sea and the, kind of the North Shore area. Today on the Zebra Blogs Furniture Refinishing Podcast, we talk with Kristen Litka of Shacto Interiors. We'll discuss the safety precautions Kristen uses when refinishing furniture, plus we'll learn more about her experience on the popular show Flea Market Flip and discuss her very own branded paint, Shacto Milk Paint. All comments made on our podcast are the opinion of the person giving them. I'm your host, Lane Ball with Zebra. Hello, Kristen. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Lane. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, great. We really enjoy your Instagram stories. You do such a good job of sharing what you're working on each day, explaining your refinishing processes. Plus, we get to see the sights and sounds of beautiful Manchester by the sea. Now, are you originally from that area? I am. I'm originally born just outside of Boston. I've spent my life just around here up in the North Shore. Cool. Well, tell us about yourself. Well, I have two teenage daughters. I've been married for many years. (laughs) Um, I've been refinishing furniture now for, let's see, maybe seven years or so. And, um, yeah, I just love it. I enjoy it so much. Now, you also, I believe, have, um, uh, when you got into furniture finishing, you have some painting background as well, correct? Right. So when my husband and I were first married, we started a um, construction and home remodeling company. And at first, our primary focus was on painting exterior and interior. So back then I worked alongside him and, you know, did a lot of painting Mm -hmm. and a little bit of tiling. You know, I picked up a little bit of the trade, but as the years went on, he went more into carpentry and remodeling and I kind of stuck with the painting. Mm -hmm. So, so how did you transition from that then into furniture? Did you just start out as a hobby? Did you do a piece for your home? Like what, what transpired to, uh, to full-time furniture uh, refinishing? Basically, I kind of just did it as a hobby. I would find pieces on the side of the road or, you know, I would get furniture from family members and they just, you know, didn't really fit in with my current decor. So, you know, I would paint them to match whatever space I was putting them in, you know, from from that. And I would, you know, obviously paint the inside of the house. I would do my cabinets and the years went on. I realized there was a market for painted furniture. Mm-hmm. So it actually took a friend saying to me, why don't you try selling, you know, some of your pieces on Craigslist? So I said, why, you think people will buy it? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so basically that's kind of how it started. I just um, started finding pieces and selling them on Craigslist. Yeah, I think probably most people you know, are amazed at your productivity level because, you know, obviously being able to follow you on Instagram and your stories, I mean, it's just amazing how quickly you turn these things around. I mean, you go from piece that comes in or that you've had in storage, you pull out and it almost seems like a couple hours later, the thing is done. (laughs) 
Yeah, I know. And, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with all the interior and exterior painting I've done in the past. So if I yeah. could paint a, a bedroom, a living room, and I'll, I just stick with it for, you know, till it's done. And I think a lot of that is just plays into the, the furniture. As soon as I get an idea, I just, you know, I just get it done. Yeah, and I, I don't, don't really have any distractions. <laughs> that's that's funny that you say that because that's exactly what I was going to say. You're you're obviously very focused and and uh, you don't get distracted easily, and and that obviously is huge with productivity. You know, I know you friends and family as well as all who follow you are pretty excited to learn that you and your husband were on the flea market flip show. Tell us about the show and also what it was like. I know it's always interesting to learn about the behind the scenes and how it all comes together. Right, so. This is how it all started. Last winter, I had gotten an email, and in the subject line, it said, HGTV opportunity. So naturally, I thought, all right, well, this is probably some kind of spam, you know, spam email or mm -hmm. something. So then I went on to my Instagram feed, and I noticed that, you know, someone was commenting on my posts saying, check your emails. <laughs> so I said, okay. So she had sent me a message. So, um, so it was true. So they, the woman had seen, um, you know, a couple of my Instagram stories that day and, you know, told me that I should definitely try out for the show. Um, so that's how it started. So we, you know, had to do a couple interviews and, um, you know, come up with sort of a portfolio of my work. And then, you know, we were excited to hear that we were picked. Yeah, that's that's uh, quite a process to go through. Well, congratulations on that as well. And if I'm not mistaken, you guys were the winners of the show, correct? Yes, we were. <laughs> I said, you know, I'm really competitive as it is. So, uh, you know, I just was, I was there to win. And our whole motto the whole time was we're in it to win it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I remember that. All we, all we kept saying, so. Yeah, that's neat. It looked like you had a lot of fun. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. It was a really great experience. Um, everybody on the show was really nice. You know, it was definitely something uh you know i'll think about for a, a long time especially with the reruns coming on <laughs> sure yeah now do you know are you a, is there a website that uh, the listeners could go to to watch are you um do you have anything that you could direct folks to right so the show was first aired on the great american country network uh -huh. um so we are season 13, episode four, and our episode is called All American Flip. And I believe that HGTV is airing the new season, um, I think now, and our episode might be in April. Um, but I, I do know that you can download it on iTunes. Well, very good. I know um, a, lot of, a lot of listeners will want to go and, uh, and watch that show. Well, one of the primary topics of our episode today is to share with the listeners what safety precautions you take while furniture refinishing to protect you and your family. Why don't you walk us through those safety measures you utilize, starting with cleaning your furniture pieces? Okay, so um, basically when I first get a piece, um, I do a light sanding with it and 
I have a sander that's hooked up to a HepaVac. I really try to cut down on the amount of dust that I create. And um, so I will kind of lightly sand it. And then um, any other dust residue, I use a tack cloth. And I always wear a filter with a dust, um, a particle filter. And I didn't realize over time how there are different masks with different filters. And basically, you have to kind of be aware of what kind of filter is on your mask. There's two. There's one that's for vapors. A lot of people who spray their furniture wear the mask with the the vapor filters. And then um, for sanding and dust particles, you should have a particle filter. So I tried to keep dust at a minimum Mm -hmm. and, you know, use the filters and the safety glasses as well. Well, I assume, you know, because you're getting all kinds of pieces that are dated, you know, several years back that uh, a lot of those old pieces probably have undisturbed chemicals in the paints and stains and shellacs that when sanded become airborne. So obviously very wise to, to be wearing a, a filter, to have the filter. Now those uh, filters in that mask, are those pretty clearly uh, identified on the filters for one for vapors and one for particles? Um, yeah, with the packaging, it will say, you know, what kind of filter they are. Um, a lot of the vapor filters have a small dust filter built into it. But uh-huh. if you're, you know, mostly using a filter for the dust, then you definitely want more of a dust filter than the, the vapor filter. Have you always been uh, particular with the, the safety aspect? I was, I, I guess I wasn't always as protective as I am now, I think just because I'm getting older (laughs) and I realize these things. When I didn't have a shop like I do now, I would, you know, always sand pieces outside. But Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I I was pretty cautionary with the dust, but maybe not so much with the paint vapors itself. Mm -hmm. I used to use, you know, a lot of oil-based polyurethane and and I still use the Ben shellac-based paints, which, you know, if you read the labels on the can, they're, they're, you know, they can cause a lot of health problems if, you know, not used properly. Mm-hmm. So I guess over time, just using these products, I realize, you know, I should really be wearing a vapor mask if I'm using um shellac and especially indoors if you're you know those a lot of those products are meant to be used outside so i i've been a little more aware of using those products inside my shop that i should have on a a vapor mask you know you brought up a really good point about reading the manufacturer's label you know i i try to make a habit to do that you know and follow the guidelines printed on the product it's just i think what happens is we get so busy and uh, we get in a hurry to complete the task, but it really is um, a necessary aspect uh, to uh, to stay safe, not only for ourselves, but for our families as well. Now, when you, you mentioned uh, that when you get a piece in, you, you do the light sanding. Is there anything that you, um, you said you use a tack cloth. Is there any kind of a liquid or is there anything that you use to wipe it down after you do the sanding? Um, I mean, it really depends on the piece. 
you know, if, if I feel like there's anything on it, I could use, um, some TSP solution or, um, denatured alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of the times I don't, I, I just kind of clean it or I use a, um, a citrus, you know, citrus spray, Mm -hmm. like an orange kind of green clean spray. Okay. Let's talk about painting and sealing. So, um, you primarily use milk paint and, um, you actually, we'll talk in a little bit about your, your own milk paint brand. But uh, do you, is, is the milk paint brand, is that, uh, do you use anything outside of the milk paint? Do you use chalk paint or primarily just the milk paint? I use primarily milk paint. I don't really use chalk paint and I use latex paint. Mm-hmm. So I know there's a lot of different paints out there. I just, um, I just really like using the milk paint because of, you know, it does have a, authentic um vintage look so Mm -hmm. i just i really like how the milk paint looks on old pieces of furniture and the fact that it's completely non-toxic so i don't have to worry about using that product at all indoors or sanding it Mm -hmm. um that's you know my number one reason why i like it what about, uh, so you've got the piece painted, what about uh, sealing? What do you use to uh, to seal the piece? So to seal it like before I paint it, prime it, or well, actually, for, uh, it after? Actually, actually, that's a good point. Let's, let's, let's talk about the priming and then, and then sealing it after. What do you use for, for priming? So it totally depends on the application. Um, with the milk paint, I typically don't prime at all. Um, depending if I'm using like a lighter color or, um, if I'm using latex, I always prime, especially using light colors because everybody knows, uh, all the furniture painters know about the dreaded bleed through you'll get if you don't properly mm. prime a piece. And then after it's been painted, uh, what do you use for, for sealing that? So after, depending on what I use, um, with the milk paint, really like using a hemp oil or wax, because again, those are completely Mm non-toxic. For some applications, I'll use a water-based polyurethane. Well, let's talk about your paint, Shacto Milk Paint. You know, I really enjoy hearing success stories, and this is certainly one of them. Tell us how you got started in creating your own brand of milk paint. Well, it was something I wanted to do for a while, but I could just never seem to slow down with paint and furniture to actually start it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I just decided it was something I wanted to do. I loved making new colors. And honestly, I think a lot of the um, success I've had with painted furniture is due to color choice. So with the milk paint, you know, I was excited to come up with my own colors and um, I named them after different places around Manchester by the sea and the kind of the North Shore area. And sometimes if I come out with a new color, I'll have um, my friends on Instagram help with the name. Now, how long have you had the milk paint? So we've... Let's see. I think it's been a little over a year now. Wow, that's great. 
And, yeah. and, and I think I noticed on your website that you've got quite a few colors and they're really great colors. I think you have over 20. Is that correct? Yeah, we have about 23 colors and um, constantly thinking of new colors to add to the paint line. Now, you um, you mentioned you were talking about your um, the naming process. You name them after several places and you mentioned a few we noticed uh, as well, the Magnolia Pier and Clark Pond Green and Norton's Point Green. Those are those are not only great colors, but they're really cool names as well. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then we've noticed that on a lot of times you'll be showing uh, on your Instagram stories that you're actually mixing. Looks like you're creating new colors on the spot. Is that correct? Right. A lot of my Instagram stories are kind of just off on the cuff or off the cuff. I don't know. What is that saying? <laughs> um <laughs> Well, they're natural. You know, I mean, it's, it's yeah, they're, 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 they're kind of just like, oh, I'm doing this. And, mm -hmm. you know, I it's kind of just, you know, on a whim, I guess. So, yeah. And actually, my last color sea glass was a complete mistake. I was trying to make a different color. You know, I I kept just putting powder in and different colors. And, and I stopped. I said, wait a minute. This is actually a really nice color. Yeah. So I, I kind of came up with um, the color sea glass by accident, and it's I haven't been able to keep it on the shelf. I bet you know. I bet it's really rewarding when you um, come up with a color that you've created and you name it, and it's um, it's your own brand of milk paint. And then you see other refinishers using it and posting pictures of their pieces. Um, I bet you really enjoy seeing that. Oh yeah, totally. It really makes my day. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, in our last episode, we interviewed Kate, Jessica, and Lauren from the Furniture Diaries hashtag and announced our collaboration with them to create a new monthly themed contest called the Zebra Diaries hashtag. And just as a reminder, our furniture theme for March is green, so make sure you use our hashtag for your green pieces. Now, the prizes for first, second, and third place include our zebra paintbrushes, but we are also partnering with different paint companies each month. So for March, the Chippy Barn is giving away a pint of their paint to the first place winner. Kristen, I understand that you'll be partnering with us in April for our blue theme. Tell us what you're offering for the first place winner. So we are going to do a pint of milk paint and the winner can pick whatever color they, they'd like. And we're also offering 20% off for the wow. whole month of April. So okay. it would be a great time if you haven't tried our milk paint yet. That would be the perfect time. Okay. Now, so the 20% off in April, is that across the board or do they need a coupon code for that? I believe that we're going to post a promo code for it. Okay. Well, great. Well, we really appreciate your partnership for the uh, monthly theme in April, which is blue. And Kristen, we know listeners will want to follow you on Instagram if they aren't already. And we also want to encourage them to go to your website and check out your shop that includes your paints as well as hardware and our zebra paintbrushes. Share with our listeners your Instagram account and your website. All right. So you can find me at Shacktoe, and that's S-H-A-C-K-T-E-A-U underscore interiors. And my website is shaktointeriors.com. Well, this has been an enjoyable and helpful conversation, learning more about you, your paint brand, and discussing what you do for safety while refinishing. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us today, Kristen. You have a great day. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Zebra Blogs Before and After Furniture Refinishing Podcast. 
Today's episode is also featured on thezebrablog.com, along with contact information for today's guest. Your comments and suggestions for future episodes are always welcome, and we encourage you to share those by clicking on the podcast slide in our header at thezebrablog.com. That's the zebra with an I.com. Thanks for listening and happy refinishing.